Welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. I'm Priscilla McKinney, your host, and I will be guiding you through what will be the best part of your day. I guarantee it. Before we get too far, let's talk about this show's sponsor. Do you know what lies behind your data? And I do mean lies. You see, when the truthfulness of respondents is in question, the entire survey process is compromised. Have you heard of cloud research? Well, let me tell you about how they are exposing the hard truth about online survey fraud. In partnership with Insights Association, they've put together a webinar that pulls back the curtain on fraudulent survey taking behavior. They are going to reveal shocking, never before seen footage from actual fraudulent click farms. You'll see that fraud as it truly happens with your own eyes and learn what can be done to stop fraudsters in their tracks. Don't miss this. I won't miss this. It's all happening November 3rd. Visit whatliesbehindyourdata.com to register. That's whatliesbehindyourdata.com. So I've got breaking news and I have with me one of my besties. This is the full disclosure, total bestie, <laughs> a maxi dress lover, <laughs> an attender of all conferences, a, uh, a data quality vanguard. Um, I have back in the studio with me breaking news. We're going to cover something very timely today. Welcome back to the studio, Lisa Wilding Brown. Oh, Priscilla, what an amazing introduction. Thank you so I- much having me on your show. It's so good to be here. I love the introduction, but what people didn't get right before I started recording was that you actually sang into the mic. And so I just, <laughs> I just want to put a placeholder here. If you ever want to come back and do a little duo. I told you I'm not into karaoke and I will not publicly sing. That was just special for you. <laughs> okay. Well, special for me. Let's kind of make that transition. Um, as a personal favor, I asked you to come on. I am running for uh, SOMR council, as you know. And so whenever you are going to volunteer, which we know this is a pretty hefty time commitment. I really wanted to know what's in store. Like, let's just say I do get elected. What is going to be demanded from me? Do I really have something that can give back? But more than anything, I wanted you to come on and give a piece of that conversation you and I had where I really just unpacked your brain and let people understand what really happens in SMR Council because you are running again this year. So I think this is just so, it's timely and it's important for junior people to understand like what are we thinking at this level? We're both CEOs. Why would we spend so much of our own personal time and our company's time and our company's resources and our own resources, really giving back to the industry. Like, what is it behind that? I remember being younger and not understanding that. And then I also, I'd love to hear what you accomplished on the council and where they're going. So tell us a little bit, start at that place of Mm -hmm. why would you do it? Why would you give up this amount of time right now? Right. Great questions. First of all, congrats on, on your nomination and, and best of luck in your run. I'm really super proud of you, Priscilla, for putting yourself out there. I think, you know, we have an amazing lineup of nominees this year for council. The the competition is stiff (laughs) and, uh, you know, I know one thing, whoever does get elected there, there's no way to go wrong on this because of the, the composition of, of, of all the nominees. They're just in a really impressive array of, of people that can, can really contribute a lot of wonderful things to, to the association and, and to the, the wider global industry. So, um, you know, for those that are, are running, congrats. I think 
it's a really brave thing to do to put yourself out there, you know, and, um, but it, it's, it's so important. And it, and so it you, does feel a little, you know, did you, did you have that feeling like it feels like student council, like I'm going to get voted in? <laughs> <laughs> it does a little bit feel like student council. It's like, God, I hope they like me enough to elect me, you know, and if they don't, they must hate me. No, 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 no. You know, it's, it's whoever makes it to council. I, I wish them all the best and hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll be on there. Um, but we'll, we'll, time will tell, you know, uh, the voting, voting closes later this month and then, uh, it will be announced on uh, November 3rd. So that will be an important day for, for all those that are running and, and for the, the membership to, to kind of really understand who, who's, who's made the cut and who will be contributing to the next term. So it's an exciting time and it's Q4 too. So it's, it's, it's a busy time as well yep. uh, in our industry, as you know. So, um, you know, I guess the question was what, what, what's involved and, and why do it? And I think, you know, it, it is a, it's a lift. You should not put your name forward to participate in council. Um, if, if you're not willing to put in the commitment and the time and, uh, you know, certainly we meet four, four times a year in person in Amsterdam at the headquarters there in, in that beautiful, fantastic city, one of my absolute favorites. And, uh, we spend two days together, you know, going through, um, all sorts of things around how the association's doing, what, what's going on with membership numbers, what's, what are some key initiatives that the council is meant to to work on? What are our new initiatives that should surface and get attention? And how can we best support the SMR team to really evangelize and socialize the the value of of belonging to an incredible organization like SMR, which is really, in my mind, the global uh, organization for the the insights industry. And so, it's a wonderful opportunity to give back. To, to help influence and make an impact in the industry that I know so many us so many of us are so so passionate about. I mean, this industry is not short of passion. You know, you go to these conferences. Uh, we were just at SMR Congress together in Toronto a few weeks ago, and it was just it was so great. And I think for a lot of folks going to that um, conference, it was the first time they had been out um, since the pandemic hit. I know you and I have been to a lot of, of different conferences since really, I guess, probably last year, but yeah, yeah, we have, we, we, you know, and some people aren't out, but you're right. It's like, this felt like everybody was really hungry for that face to face, but okay. You mentioned passion. So let me unpack that just a little bit because all of the years that I have known you, God love you. Um, you have been talking about nothing but data quality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so, I mean, about this it. is like my very, very first memory of our conversation through Women in Research, which also we might as well give a shout out to Women in Research while we're here. Also, free to join, people, join. Why not be a part of the global uh, conversation that's going around about how to get m- more diverse voices at the table and also how to support women in this industry? But your passion is data quality. And I know. Every single person who comes to the council really needs to bring their small piece. I really feel, you know, obviously passionate about social influence and about, you know, bringing amplification to new voices. And also, I love to get people at a table collaborating, like not just two people, not a win-win. I want to get eight people at the table and get a win-win, 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 all the way around the table. That's everybody who knows me knows that's my passion. But everybody who knows Lisa Wildney Brown knows that quality in data 
and really, you know, hitting fraud, survey fraud head on is what you're passionate about. And then you've translated that over to Innovate Amar as the CEO. So tell me about, you know, what you're doing on the council and, and, and how that plays into that passion that you bring. Sure. I mean, I've got a few passions. I wish I could only have one. It would be nice just to worry about one thing, but the world doesn't work that way. (laughs) Um, So certainly on the data quality front, I've been very vocal through the years, as you mentioned, Priscilla, at different conferences and belonging to different associations and different task forces that, you know, I've helped to either start or be, you know, participant of. Um, And, you know, we recently, actually, my colleague, Sandy Casey, as you know her, uh, recently got on stage at SMR Congress and did a few different mic drops uh, and showcased some videos of real live fraudsters that agreed to participate in a interview. So we had some videos up on, on the screen and I've got to say, I was looking around in the audience and, and a lot of people were just kind of staring off into the ether, like looking frightened. And (laughs) I was in the audience and I heard a few audible gasps, Yeah, (laughs) you know, just like (gasps) scary out there. Fraud is, is continuing to become more and more complex, more sophisticated. And it really does threaten the sort of bedrock of our industry, which is trust. We have to maintain and, and build trust with all those that rely on us. And so it's really important that we take a very proactive stance. And certainly there's a lot of technological and methodological strategies that different companies employ that really help to mitigate those risks. But I think we need to take even a more proactive stance. And so this is a very, very important topic, not only for SMR, but also the Insights Association, the Market Research Society. You know, I really would like to see us um, put some more action behind this rather than educating and talking about the issues and giving best practices, you know, advice on best practice and, and, and all of that. I think we really need to start to get closer to policymakers, people that are um, developing policy that has a direct impact on our industry. And um, what better way than to collaborate with the folks at SMR to, to uh, you know, go, go to, to the EU, go to, uh, you know, work with Howard and Melanie over the Insights Association to go to Washington and really make an impact and influence those that can, can help us get in front of this in a more meaningful and material way. Um, so I, I would love to be able to be part of that and really help steer that. So when you're on council, there's a series of different steering committees that get formulated and you know, that's based on feedback from um, the CEO or the managing director. Certainly the president of SMR has a lot of influence on what that sort of council's agenda will be for their term. Um, but we had, you know, several different steering committees. I was involved in uh, one focused on DEI, which is another passion of mine. I mean, I think that speaks for itself, given our involvement with WireExec, as well as being a co-founder of the Multicultural Insight. So big shout out to that amazing group of, of, of veteran researchers who are really, really focused on making our industry more representative, not only our research, but our, our teams uh, and working closely with our clients to make their work more representative and really ensure that every important voice has a seat at the table. Um, so that's that's been an incredible working team. And we've been able to put together a repository of resources because we said to ourselves, there's so much great work that's being done on the DEI front 
but there's not really a central place to go and access all that great content. And wouldn't it be great to leverage SMR and all the connections that that brings you to then go out to these different associations and groups and teams and organizations to um, partner with them and figure out how are you tackling DEI in your region of the world? What are some implications and things that we need to be thinking about for research done in your country? or at your company, whatever it may be, and sort of work together to collate all of those incredible resources so that our members have one place to go to get an abundance of information that can really help add value for their organizations and ensure that they are walking the walk and talking the talk uh, and and really making an impact on that front. So uh, we've done a series of community circles that was really focused on just being great listeners, hearing what members were were thinking and feeling about DEI, what they were doing at their organizations, or what pain points they were experiencing to really embrace that change and, and promote and socialize that, that much needed change. Um, so that's one steering committee that I was involved in. I was also uh, a proud member of the, the YES steering committee, which is the Young SMR Society. Uh, and that's a, an initiative within SMR focused on uh, young researchers uh, under 30, you know, really giving them opportunities to network and create connections and have access to new learning and new content opportunities and really just become more active earlier in their career. And I think back to when I first started in the industry, I didn't go to conferences. I didn't get the invite to those. Uh, that was reserved for salespeople or top methodological leaders in the organization. And so entry-level young people like myself at that time um, were, were not really given opportunities and there weren't really a lot of virtual events available back in the early 2000s like there are um, nowadays. And so, uh, you know, I think with something like, yes, we can bridge that gap and we can really help young researchers figure out their place, whether it's an area of specialization that they want to really get more acumen around, or, you know, an opportunity to go to an in-person event or an opportunity to co-host a webinar or a podcast or whatever it may be, just to really encourage and support them to get involved and get active because it's going to help their personal brand, their career growth. And it's going to really, I think, just just help them feel more engaged and yeah. and you want to be engaged when you're when you're in your field of of work you want to feel like you're in it to win it so you know it's been a it's been a wonderful a, a wonderful steering committee and then the last one is focused on north america you know i think historically smr was very um european centric in terms of its membership and so when when kristen took the helm of president she really wanted to figure out ways to expand expand growth um, for the organization so that we can take the, the the funds from that and really, you know, inject them back into the association to do more content, to, to put out more um, opportunities for membership, to get more value from their membership. And so we were able to, to grow our North American membership by over 120%. Uh, so I'm really, really proud of that. And I'm really, really proud of the dynamic pricing initiative that the council put forth very early in its tenure, because that has had a really positive impact too. And this, this idea of making sure that the pricing for our membership is equitable, no matter where you live in, in, in the world um, versus the sort of flat price that everyone pays, no matter where you are. So um, those types of things, I think are really great proof points that, you know, it's not just about talking about DEI, it's really about activating change to really represent how important that is and, and bring more diversity to, to our membership. 
Searching for a research partner to handle the details of your next qualitative project? When we say fieldwork can handle it all, we mean it. From world-class facilities to low-incidence recruitment, their team of experts handles the details so you can stay focused on the research. Say goodbye to traditional focus group rooms and recruitment tactics. As market research has grown from the standard focus group to incorporate other innovative methodologies and technologies, fieldwork has expanded along with it. With facilities nationwide and sophisticated global recruitment services, their detail-oriented staff partners with you to achieve great insights. Focus on the research. Fieldwork will do the rest. I love that. And I do feel like the one thing that I really want to get involved in is those local and more regional events that SMR has, uh, because not everybody can, you know, fly to Toronto like we can. I mean, we're CEOs and we have a privilege and in that sense, then a duty to be able to make sure that this is accessible um, to everybody. That doesn't mean let's not have annual Congress, uh, but let's just make sure that we're doing a lot of other things there to make it possible for other people. And I know I've seen a lot of support from your people all over LinkedIn. We uh, sponsored uh, um, 30 Under 30 Insights with James Endersby, and I know you've been a big uh, supporter of what they've been doing. But across the board, I love what you had to say is that there's already a lot of good work happening out there. And I love that concept of we don't have to be egotistical to start it ourselves. <laughs> we can just get around really good ideas that are already out there and really lead the way. And I'm, I'm going to maybe put you a little bit on the spot, but I saw that you are also listed at, um, in the Insights 250 for this year. And um, I do think that that's because people really recognize you're leading some of these conversations around emerging issues. And some of them are just kind of issues that keep plaguing us. <laughs> you know, they're persistent. Maybe we call them persistent problems. But I love what you're saying is that we can sit and talk and talk and talk, but we need action. And I do think it's a, a look at all of these other, you know, whether it's an award, whether it's dynamic pricing, whether it's inclusion, whether it's a local events, all of these things are saying, but these are actions, <laughs> you know, yeah, and so it takes important. it the next step. It is. Yeah. And, it, you know, being on council is not just coming in person to Amsterdam four times a year. It's meeting with your colleagues on council on a very frequent cadence, um, you know, to focus moving the needle on these different steering committees. So we regularly meet multiple times a month, you know, and come away with an action plan, and 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 uh, it's important to 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 really be the change you want to see. Uh, mm -hmm. And and uh, if if not me, then who else? So right. I think it's important to make that impact. Yeah. Well, I think it's important to recognize the fact that you're doing this out on the bigger global stage, but Lisa, I see you doing this with your own people. I see this, you know, growing of a team, building up of other people in a way that says your opinion is important and your perspective is important. And certainly you and I are at the point in our careers where we're giving back and we're saying, what are we going to leave behind here? Um, you know, certainly we've got a lot of good years ahead of us, but we are already thinking about that. But you know, I do see the way you are talking about um, openly, um, talking about people on your team and building them up and making sure that they find their place because they're going to put in something into this industry that you don't have and that I don't have. Exactly. And I, I, t I talk about this a lot with uh, some of our current council members, Tom and, and Vanessa. We've talked about this idea of reverse mentoring. And I think as a CEO, you 
We should do more listening than talking. We got two ears, one mouth for a reason, so we can listen more and talk less. And I, I really I stand by that, even though I'm an exceptionally verbose person. <laughs> what? So it's a work wait, in wait, progress. Does this, does this explain why we're friends? <laughs> I know. It's a work in progress. Okay? okay. But I learn so much from people that are newer to the industry that have less experience because they see life through a different lens than I do, right? If you've been in the industry 20 plus years, you're pretty rooted in your perspective and how you thing how you think things are or how you think things should be whereas i find when i talk with younger people who are newer to this space they ask really tough questions and 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 really challenge me in a way that i don't necessarily always get from people who are you know my peers quote unquote so uh, you know there's there's a real opportunity if we just sort of leave our ego at the door cuz we don't know we don't know and as a person i think we always have work to do progress to make and we should always be learning new things i always say i'm a student of life and i really i really try to live that every day priscilla i think that's very important to not just assume you know everything and really see your colleagues colleagues, even if they're one, two years in the industry, they have something to teach you as an established CEO of your business. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think it's just about maintaining that open dialogue and recognizing that there's value in all of us and we all have something to contribute. And I remember early in my career feeling like I got sort of painted in the corner and I wasn't getting a lot of opportunity to, to get exposed to different people and different concepts. And so, you know, there weren't formal mentorship programs back then. It was more like I'd see someone that was a real go-getter at my organization and I would just try to like soak up as much information from them and not try to harass them too much, <laughs> right? Whereas nowadays there's these awesome mentorship programs like with Wire um, and and I really have gotten so much out of that, like right. from the mentees. I've worked with either through wire or my own organization. Like Mm -hmm. there is so much opportunity, not only for you to mentor, but to be mentored, even if you are a well-established CEO, like, like yourself, right? Like you, you're going to have an opportunity to really listen to folks that are looking at life and business through a different lens to help broaden your horizons. And I I just, that's so, so important. It is so important. Okay. Best of luck to you. Best of luck to me, but more importantly, Lisa, thanks for coming on here. And really, I feel like this podcast is always trying to pull the curtain back and say, look, this is how someone who's out there, they're visible and they're doing this thing that you're like, how do they do that thing? Let's pull the curtain back. It's not that complicated. In this case, it's being willing to serve, but it's also eyes wide open. This is a lot of service. It's a lot of volunteer hours. And if this sounds like something that's interesting for you, the more people who step up with better ideas and and broader concepts and an expanded worldview, that's just going to help our organization, our industry, and all of these associations even more. So Lisa, thank you so much for coming on and just telling us a little bit about your experience, about your passions, and also about what we might see from you should you win. Yes. Best of luck to you, Priscilla, and all the other nominees. Um, we're, I just cannot wait to see what the results are. So thanks again for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I'll be sure to it. include every single person who is running in our show notes. And, um, and thank you all who's on the list and just is willing to put your name forward and put your time. Appreciate it so much. So from all of the peeps here at Little Bird Marketing, have a great day and happy marketing.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.